Hello and welcome. Welcome to Diverse Conversations. This is Ashka Patel. Thank you very much for joining me today as we continue exploring Canadian pharmacy innovation. Today, the guest I have for you is a near and dear friend and also my co-op teacher um, or supervisor, you may want to call her that. But she has really been an inspiration in uh, carving out a non-traditional career of her own, um, which she has then helped me explore as well. It's none other than Karen Agro. Karen is a pharmaceutical industry consultant, community pharmacist, keynote speaker, and a corporate workshop facilitator. With her advanced training in pharmacy and epidemiology, Karen has been a sought-after consultant to some of Canada's largest pharmaceutical manufacturers and has spoken on stages across North America. Alongside her AgriHealth Associates consulting business, she blends her extensive background in healthcare with her lifelong passion for music to fulfill her mission to help individuals and corporate teams who feel stressed out and burned out to shift their mood in under 10 minutes. Karen is a classical guitarist as well as a pharmacist, combination you don't see much of these days. To this day, Karen leads corporate workshops and also delivers keynote performances about the power of music on mood to build resilient teams. Karen is on a mission to help individuals and corporate teams who feel stressed out and burnout. And she is using her passion um, to create shift through the power of music. Life threw a few curveballs along her way, but being um, determined and resilient, she has navigated a path for her. Let's talk to Karen because there were a few critical incidents that shaped um, and you know helped her navigate the priorities that she sets out for her life, including a fall in 2018, which really was a pathbreaker for her in understanding where she should pursue uh, and how she should pursue her career next. Karen had her wake-up call and she was determined to make both health and music a part of her life. Let's hear it from Karen in her own words. All right, so now we have Karen joining us. Karen, thank you so much for making the time to be with us here today. I know we have a lot to unpack, um, but before I get into that, I did leave my viewers on a cliffhanger um, as I was introducing you. And I'd love to see if we could start the conversation off of there. So you fell off a wall. Please tell us a little <laughs> bit more about that because I feel like that has a huge connection to where we're going with this. <laughs> yes, I did fall off of a wall. In 2018, we were on a family vacation in San Francisco and my son is a competitive rock climber. And he said, mom, let's go rock climbing together um, because I'm always training and we never have mm -hmm. this opportunity to spend together. And um, I fell free fall. We were bouldering, so you're not strapped in. I fell free fall 15 feet off of a rock climbing wall. I landed still with my glasses on my head, but was uh, in a contorted state. Um, and they had to give me so much morphine at the gym just to get me to the um, San Fran General, where I spent nine hours in critical care. Wow. Um, they thought I broke my spine. They had to rule that out. And once they ruled that out, they realized I had completely smashed my elbow and had to have reconstructive surgery. So that was a really aha moment for me. I can imagine. And and you know what, like, I think those are always, um, unfortunately, not so good, but good wake up calls uh, to kind of follow our passions. And um, I think that's what I want to focus our conversation on today is, you know, how did how did that incident, you know, then kind of led you on a on a journey to explore this music and healthcare space? Um, you know, you have always been a, a phenomenal pharmacist and a thought leader within the within our industry. Um, but I know the work you're doing right now is also just as intriguing, and and that's what I really want us to focus on today. Is you know, how did you get into this territory of incorporating music with healthcare, and then now you're like you know introducing this concept of micro breaking? There's a lot to unwrap. So. 
how about we started with that? How did you come up with this? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, back to the, the, the time in my life. So yeah, so when I was, I've played music all my life since I've been five years old. Um, I had to make a decision at the end of high school. Was I going to go into music or pharmacy? And probably a lot of your listeners also had decisions like that to make in their careers. Mm -hmm. And so I spent 30 years uh, getting a doctor of pharmacy and doing my master's in health science uh, research at methodology at McMaster University. Um, but I always had music in my life. And it was only when um, I had the fall and then a subsequent instant, we went to chat about where my father was concerned, um, that it was like, oh, I've always played at corporate functions or, or little things. But it was my first point when I had that accident that I thought, my gosh, music could be taken away from me and I need to bring it back in my life in a more meaningful way. And it wasn't until about a year or two later that I discovered I could combine music and health. Um, but it was it was really it was really that that fall. And, I mean, I can speak about my father now if you'd like. I mean, I sure. uh, it was a, a year later and uh, my father was in the end stages of dementia um, and at end of life, he was at University Hospital in London, and mm -hmm. there's nothing more they could do for him because he stopped swallowing. So the last three days of life, all I could do, Ashka, was play by his bedside. So there I am in a basically, a, you know, step down unit from the Emerge with my guitar playing by his bedside because I that's all I could do to support him. And it was funny, I, I played this piece and he all of a sudden out of the darkness, he was only receiving supportive care. He said the name of the piece. Wow. I was playing and everyone was amazed. They were like, what? Like we thought he wasn't there, but he was really there. And that's between my accident and then my father's experience. And there was many other stories at that time. Uh, I discovered the potency of music and I realized there's, it was tapping into a part of his brain that was very much alive. And that's how those, those things came together. So, wow. Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I'm having goosebumps just hearing this and, and, you know, the power of music, we have all heard of it, but you know, when you share instances like these, that's when you truly realize the impact that carries with it. Um, you know, thank you so much for sharing this with, uh, with our audience. And, and, you know, I think really, um, the way you have chosen to enter re, um, you know, reignite this passion of yours, um, uh, and, and kind of pursue it, uh, you know, at this stage of your career. Um, I think it was an inspiration to so many of us, um, you know, who have had to make those sacrifices as you earlier mentioned. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm really looking forward to that, uh, you know, kind of understanding what is micro breaking and, you know, how, I guess, how did you come up with this, um, idea of combining micro breaking with music? Cause that's very, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm a pharmacist. So yes. it's like music is not something that goes unfortunately in my blood. <laughs> exactly. So I'm still in practice. So, and I'm still consulting to the pharmaceutical industry. So although I'm speaking on music and health and bringing micro breaking in, um, it's layered on top of the fact that I'm still in practice. I worked last night at the pharmacy. Um, I experience all the same stress that everyone else does. I just don't see it on a daily basis because I only work part-time, but I, you know, like, let's face it, Ashka, before the pandemic, we were pretty stressed as a profession. Yeah. You would agree, right? I mean, we were Agreed. feeling like we were all at capacity and then you bring on the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was like, I thought we were like a deer in the headlights. I mean, we could only process so fast. Things were changing so rapidly. There was nothing we could do to, we just, we're existing really agreed uh, I mean it was it was you come home exhausted um, people it was it was crazy 
Um, and then now in this post pandemic era, we're trying to come up with a new way of doing things in a new normal. Yet all these stresses are still there. And if anything, I mean, we've expanded our scope of practice. Mm -hmm. There's various things we've done uh, and taken on as a profession, which is great. But one thing we haven't done is looked at how we serve our people. Yes. Because when we look at breaks, Ashka, mm -hmm. our breaking system of like a half an hour lunch or two 15 minute breaks was developed at the time of the industrial revolution, right? Like a hundred years ago. And so I don't know how you experience breaks in your practice environment, but I know for myself, I don't get breaks. I don't take a lunch. I'm eating a sandwich on the fly. You know, yes. it's, it's, it's all happening in the moment. Exactly. Now, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you are able to take a break, I am so happy for you. I think it's great, but there's many people who don't. And it's not just pharmacists. I spoke to family medicine residents at McMaster University recently. Same thing. I'm speaking to specialists next week and in interviewing them in preparation for that presentation, everyone's just grabbing on the fly. Exactly. So the problem is our breaking system was developed to help the um, industrial workers mm -hmm. to, for a physical break, but we're now we're now in a knowledge economy. Yes, and so knowledge economy workers function very differently. You might not need your half an hour break right then and there. You might need it after a difficult patient interaction or um, you know after a, a difficult call on the phone. I, I have a little prop here for those who are listening to us. I, I think of our day and, and how micro breaks work as, as a cop. So what micro breaks are, is our intentional voluntary breaks that are less than five minutes taken when you need it in the moment Mm -hmm. And they don't add to any extra time. So it doesn't disrupt workflow. Right. And it doesn't take work time away from the team. So if you think of a cup and you come to work and I'm holding a cup for those people who are watching this and those who are listening, imagine a coffee cup. And you come to work and you've got a little cup, cup uh, coffee in your cup. And then you uh, show up and there's a bunch of prescriptions to already check and probably some problems to solve from the night before. So you're going to add a bit more coffee. Yes. And then you have a difficult drug interaction to deal with. So now you're adding some orange juice mm. and then, oh, someone comes in and they need Paxlovid prescribed. So now you're adding some cream. Hospital discharge comes in. We're adding some tea. So guess what happens as you're doing this? Your cup is growing more cool. full each time. And it's of things you don't want to drink. Right. Yes. So now your cup is full. And the bus comes into the drugstore and you have all these waiters to deal with. Eesh. And now, now you, can you put anything more in your cup? Nope. No. What you want to do is go and empty that cup, wash it out, take two minutes, come back. So you're refreshed for the next wave of whatever you have to do to put in your cup. Yes. Micro breaks are like washing out of the cup. It's taking a couple seconds to clear the slate, to re-energize so that you can be more productive in your day. Wow, that was very helpful of an analogy. Like I could feel my my you know stress building up as you were adding those layers into that cup, and and you know I, you rightly mentioned like you know the environment, especially in healthcare, the burnout is real, and and you know we are seeing that with exodus of of healthcare professionals from the system, and and that's something really adding further strain to an already strained healthcare system. Um, I really see the logic now behind micro breaking, um, but I guess the healthcare in me is always like, where's the evidence? Uh, tell me the research because 
because that's yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Well, the research actually comes, this is grounded in the psychology literature. Mm. So there was a study and ironically, it was just near the start of the pandemic. The landmark paper was done where they sent uh, research was published where mm-hmm. they sent two groups of work intention, two groups of people intentionally tired to work. Okay. One group was allowed to break whenever they wanted to micro breaks. Mm-hmm. So as defined as short in the moment, voluntary when you need to, right. the other group was not. And at the end of the day, people had greater workplace engagement and less end of work fatigue. And ironically, a lot of the work has also been done since or around that time uh, in surgeons. And I think surgeons are a lot like pharmacists, right? Like once you enter the sterile environment, you can't leave. Ashka, if you're the only pharmacist on duty, you're not leaving the dispensary. Nope. (laughs) I'm there. (laughs) So you're there. So and they found that they were doing drawing tests and accuracy rates increased and uh, physical fatigue reduced with these surgeons. There's even been a meta analysis done on micro breaking. So it is coming up. And and if you listen to anybody in like sort of workplace management, the talk about how we give our 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 people time to reboot uh, Mm -hmm. during the day needs to be reexamined, like the notion of breaking is really based in the labor model and doesn't support the knowledge economy workers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, that is that, you know, can you have now you're selling me on this point for that's for sure, because, you know, I think the evidence is important. And I think as you're now like leading this work, especially within the healthcare and the pharmacy sector, I would love to like, you know, if we are able to get some research, uh, you know, you'll be, you'll be able to guide some research into this area as well, because, you know, as you rightly mentioned, pharmacists are also just as strained out, especially community pharmacists, and we don't get breaks. Uh, and it's, if you're able to incorporate micro breaking into our workflow, it would be so much better in terms of improving our productivity. Um, um, and, and, you know, just also how we associate with our positions and, and our career or professional journey as well. Having sidelined, as I always do, <laughs> I do want to bring this back into the topic of, um, you know, micro breaking and music and all that we are here to discuss about. Uh, so, you know, how does, I guess, so you've shared enough about micro breaking and like in your, I, I am convinced in terms of the logic and the reasoning behind and the evidence with micro breaking and how it's important to be incorporated into our practice, how does music come into play with all of this? And, and you know, where does that fit in? And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how did you find the two to be a match? Yes. And I must admit, there's kind of, I group, when I do my workshops, mm-hmm. um, I group the activities, and, and there's a lot of research done on this, right. into the mental, physical, and emotional. I'll just back up for one second when I talk sure. about the evidence, because when you think about our brains, why are we so mentally exhausted? Mm. It's because our brains are like a sketch pad and we putting all these things like my cup analogy onto right. that sketch pad and eventually you can't handle it anymore. Yes. Your brain says, ah, you know, it's one thing to say I'm physically exhausted. I need to sit down, but we don't give ourselves permission to say I'm mentally exhausted. So when you back up your car, Ashka, yes. why do you find you turn down the radio and you roll down the window sometimes? Yes. It's because your brain needs to focus. And so as a health professional, we need to find ways and and anybody listening to this podcast um, needs find, find ways to, to rest their mind. So I I group my, my activities into the mental, physical and emotional music fits into the emotional, which we can talk about now, or do you want me to kind of go through a couple of the mental strategies uh, before we get so, so one of the mental strategies that we use is, um, 
is a mindfulness. I have many, but the two I like to talk about is a mindfulness moment and habit stacking. So what is a mindfulness moment? So right now, as you're listening to me yes, and your listeners listening to this podcast, I want you, let's just do a quick scan as to how we're feeling right now, because okay. like, how, how was your day? You've probably been like thinking about getting ready for this podcast yes. and what you've got to do this afternoon, right? So yep. let's take a moment and just check in to how we're feeling just from our top of our head to say our chest. So as I'm talking, I want you to think, you know, you can close your eyes if you're listening or you don't have to just, how is your forehead feeling? Like, do you feel like you're furring your brow? Yes. Is it tense? Is it relaxed? And and how about your your cheeks, like your 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 facial features? Are you holding tension there? Um, and then how about your your jaw? And where Definitely are you holding pressure <laughs> <laughs> and your neck and let's stop at your shoulders. Okay. So when I do this with, with people, I say, okay, as we're going through this scan, I want you to drop your tongue off the roof of your mouth. Just drop it. Wow. I did not even think I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I want those listeners. I want you to drop your shoulders, just drop them, like weigh them way down. You can, this is a mental strategy that you can do in the pharmacy and it takes 30 seconds, as we just saw. Mm. And you can combine that with an activity we call habit stacking. So habit stacking is taking something mindless that you're doing mm -hmm. and adding something mindful. So a mind, a two-minute, a two-second tune-in like we just did now, that is like having a diagnostic on your stress. Mm. It's mindfulness is really just dropping into your body into the moment. Because what happens with stress if we ignore it? It builds up. It, it gets bubbles up. And, but the reality is if we ignore anything in healthcare, is that a good thing in, in health, in our health? No, it just gets Never. worse. So the mindfulness moment is like your diagnostic. It's your check-in. So as pharmacists, as anyone listening to this podcast, you can drop into your body in less than 30 seconds and you can stack that on top of something that you're already doing. So an example of habit stacking is when you say, I want to get into the habit of always putting my sunscreen on in the morning. So mm -hmm. you tie something you're already doing with something you want to do or feel or create. So when I put my coffee maker on in the morning, I put up my sunscreens there, I put my sunscreen on instead of say scrolling my Instagram. So right. that's habit stacking. So how does that relate to pharmacy and a mindfulness and a, and a, uh, a micro break? What is the one thing we often do in the pharmacy, either in and out of the dispensary or in and out of a patient room, if you're in a Sanitize. clinic? Exactly. So hand sanitizing is a mindless activity, mm. but you can take that mindless activity, which is hand, hand sanitizing. You're oftentimes just doing and going, right. And you can stack a, check-in now all you have to do is think about what is the smell of the hand sanitizer what does it feel like how am I feeling in my body doing a check-in and all of a sudden you start to relax that tension in that mm -hmm. moment and it, it doesn't add any extra time so there there's an example there of a mental strategy another one is breath work um ah. big one is breath work so um there's books written on breath work. Uh, one of the techniques I like to talk about is box breathing. So box breathing is something that the Navy SEALs use. Right. Um, first responders often use it when they come on to do a scene survey. Mm. So you can do it with me right now and your listeners sure. can do it. But all you have to do is breathe in for a count of four, hold for a count of four, out for a count of four, and rest for a count of four. And you keep doing that until 
you start to, it stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system and calms you down. So when you're busy in the dispensary, checking prescriptions wildly, um, or there's this mad rush before everyone has to leave mm-hmm. at the end of the night, um, use box breathing. Um, or in your, if you're in a really stressful situation, you just need to think, just stop. And, and as you're processing, you can be doing box breathing. I use it before I go on stage. I use it before we got on this podcast. Um, you can use it in the moment. It doesn't take any extra time. So that's I mean, a meant. Yeah, just that's doing mental. this one set of box breathing itself has like, you know, really kind of like soothe things down. Like I could always feel such a huge difference. And I can, you know, I can see how like, you know, going back to your cup analogy, like I can see how these activities, though they're so quick and like, you know, less effort, um, I can see how they delay the cup from filling up to the point where you feel like, oh my gosh, can't handle this, you know, get me another, like, you know, get me another cup because this is way overfilling. So I can definitely Mm -hmm. kind of now put the two and two together. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So, so you were asking about music. So I've got, there's mental strategies, there's physical strategies, and then there's emotional strategies. Mm -hmm. So somehow, somewhere, we have been conditioned that emotions don't belong in the workplace, right? Ah, Yes. Somewhere along the line. Yes. But the reality is, and I've seen it personally, when emotions build up, mm-hmm. people are running to the bathroom in tears. And we don't yep. want that. Yep. We want to create a culture that supports quality of life for the employees and for the people who are working in any capacity so that we have a more humane workforce so that mm-hmm. they can be more productive in their day. Yes. Um, so where, where music comes in is I find it is the fastest way uh-huh. to manage emotions. Nothing mm-hmm. works quicker. And I don't know any pills or medications that work as fast as music. Imagine you're driving down the highway right. and a song comes on the radio. It can transport you. Yep. In a matter of minutes, seconds, really, to a different place in time. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) definitely. And then I'll be cranking up the volume, too, just so that, you know, I can get the full fun out of it and, you know, just live up that moment again. (laughs) Exactly. So um, we have example, we were um, waiting on hold for one of the drug plans in the dispensary. Mm -hmm. And someone had put the phone on speakerphone. And, you know, we were all going about our day, you know, our work, but you could hear this music sort of in the background in the pharmacy. And then all of a sudden this great song came on while we were on hold and people are dancing. Someone, you know, took off their lab coat and we were singing. I think it was an Adele song. And, um, (laughs) and it was great. And it was like less than two minutes because a song is about two or three minutes, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden the energy and the stress of the pharmacy staff just went, like it just we hit a new baseline we were like oh that felt good we laughed and then we went on with our day it took no extra time right and I'm not suggesting you're going to walk around the pharmacy with headphones on or you know have the speakerphone going but there's ways you can purposely use music to either transport you because we know now that music affects more parts of our brain than anything else we do it's right. fast it's accessible um and um, I, I know a few, few medications that work that fast to, to take you from, you know, chaotic to calm Agreed. or sad to happy, right? 
Agreed, agreed. I mean, the fact that, you know, the music changes the way uh, we respond to things like in a few seconds, there's no drug out there really that can work in a few seconds, forget minutes. Um, you know, we know like the fastest ones usually take at least five to 10 minutes to work. So uh, you have sold me on this <laughs> in terms of like, you know, why music and micro breaking go hand in hand. And again, like, you know, we're not asking anyone to be putting their headphones on the next time for their entire shift. Uh, because I think that in itself is also something very different. So because, you know, one of the other things that I always also think about is, you know, just like the analogy you gave, like there's always music going on in the background, um, you know, especially in department stores sometimes where a lot of pharmacists practice. How is that any different? Like, you know, what is what is different about taking mindful musical breaks compared to music just going on in the background throughout the day? Right. And you don't need to listen to music all day. We now know that music can act as a sonic vitamin. Mm -hmm. So there was a music as medicine study done in over 7,000 participants mm -hmm. through the British Academy of Sound Therapy. And they found the dose of music that can shift your mood Ooh. because we know, right. If you affect your, your emotions, affects your thoughts, affect your, you know, your actions and your results and music can, can hit your emotions very directly. So we now know that happy music can make you happy in less than 10 minutes. And it's onset is very talking in pharmaceutical terms. It's onset is very quick. And usually, usually it's music with a fast tempo or, or a driving rhythm, good lyrics. We also know that music can increase concentration and help release feelings of sadness in just over 10 minutes. So the it's it's actually looking at ways you can purposely bring music in as a micro break, whether it is on your lunch, you know, throw on the headphones, or maybe you just need to step away from the dispensary and, and, you know, listen to something on your phone as you walk around the, the inside of the store. It's not taking any extra time, mm -hmm. um, but it's also recognizing that we now um, need this mental break and that the team needs to support that. We need a cultural shift. Yeah. Like, 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 let's, I'll ask you, Ashka. So right yes. now, you mm -hmm. know, you've probably been listening to me. Um, you know, you're thinking about the next question you're going to ask me. You're probably wondering if our sound level is okay, if our images are okay. Um, we talk a lot about mindfulness. Music is the one thing that can bring you into the moment. Because mm -hmm. you, you, when you're listening to music, you have to follow each beat in order to understand what it's trying to tell you. Your brain focuses on each note, each beat. And so it, helps you not be in past in the past where you face regret and it also helps you not be in the future where you face worry it brings you into the moment so when you when you are feeling stressed whether it's you know at work um whether it's on the way to work having mm -hmm. a purposeful playlist that can make you feel you know in a good mood to to be productive or maybe it's on the way home to relax you um so it's a power it's like your power tool for productivity it's like warp speed to a different mood so, um, yeah, I mean, I can demonstrate for you. Yes, I, please. Move, uh, Let's do that. <laughs> I just have to um, switch my sound around and check this tuning on the guitar because uh, I've been sitting here for a bit, but I can I can demonstrate for you. So I want you. Uh -huh. I want you to listen like 30 seconds sure. and I want you to identify what the music is making you feel like okay. whatever emotions, whatever thoughts might come to mind. And I'll prove to you how quickly it works. Okay. Okay.
Okay, give me some words. All right. Um, fun? Yeah. <laughs> uh, groovy? <laughs> exactly. Um, calming? Uh, you know, there, there was a point where I, w- I literally I was forced to close my eyes because that's the way my body was taking in this music. Uh, literally forgot what I was even supposed to tell you because I was like, enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> but this was, this was incredible. Absolutely. So I'm going to do, contrast this now, okay? So I'm going to play something different. Okay. You don't know the name. I'll come back to this in sure. a second. So now I want you to shout out some, as soon as I stop, I want you to tell me some words that come to mind. Okay. Definitely not the same energy level as the first uh, first one. Definitely a little more on the mellow side. <laughs> Melancholy side. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, nope, uh, that's definitely right. Definitely that. It, it, it tugged on the heart. Uh, you know, it, it was just like uh, where you're feeling sensations. And um, I think that's where that's how I was relating to this music was uh, a bit of a not sadness, but a bit of that uh, that glim was there. A little bit of that was there. At least so I felt it. You exactly, and you've never probably heard these pieces of music before. Um, and that was less than thirty seconds. I know because I timed it before I got on this podcast. Um, and <laughs> the first actually piece was a piece called "Sounds of Bells." Okay, it's um, sort of South American style music, and that was the one that my father, uh, when he was at end of life, he said the words "Sounds of Bells," and we just—I was like, what? Because that was a piece I had played when I was like 14 years old when I lived at home. Um, and the second piece is called Color Sepia. Okay. And it is, when you think sepia tone, you think like those brown kind of older, I think of an old person going through old photos and maybe reminiscing. And so you can see music is universal. It's quick, it's fast, and we can use it purposefully. We don't need to be listening to it all day long. It's like your warp drive to a new, your best ideas and a new mood to be more productive. Um, and we know how it works. I mean, there's yes. there's there's multiple ways, but one of the ways uh, we talk about, I talk about is sympathetic resonance. So I have a tuning fork. For those okay. who are listening to this podcast, a tuning fork is like a metal device that looks like a fork. And if you strike one tuning fork and you have another tuning fork of the same frequency, it will automatically vibrate. It's physics. So, and we have infinite frequencies in our body and certain sounds resonate with us and shift our mood and certain sounds don't maybe cause resistance. So that's one way. Another way is rhythmic entrainment. So I don't know if you're, you're younger than I am, Ashka, but when I grew up, I had, my parents had those big speakers Ah, with the woofer and the tweeter and the foam on the outside. And I would sit on the floor, lie on the floor and just feel the beat. So that's rhythmic entrainment. We will entrain with that beat. That's why music brings you into that moment. Um, That's why it can take you into a a place of, for people who can't meditate or can't, who feel, oh, I can't be mindful. You can through music. Music takes you there. It's how sports teams oftentimes pull energy off of each other or dancers on a stage. Um, that's rhythmic entrainment. And the last we know is neurochemicals, right? Mm. Cortisol, oxytocin, dopamine, endorphin serotonin it works on all those neurochemicals so that's why it's so effective and that's where i really i had such a fascination with it because it's physics it's neurochemistry it's it just 
it just makes sense. So when we talk about micro breaking, we can use the mental strategies, there's physical strategies. Mm -hmm. Even on the physical, there's um, things like stretching that you can do. The Canadian Occupational Health and Safety Group, forget their official name, they actually recommend when you're at your workstation, you should be stretching every hour. Yeah. So for pharmacists, it can be as simple as, and pharmacy staff, mm -hmm. it can be as simple as, you know, forearm stretches where you're pulling your forearm out, holding your arm out and you're pulling back on your fingers and then pulling down on your fingers, shoulder rolls, mm -hmm. um, just rolling your shoulders forward, rolling your shoulders back. A colleague of mine who works in the um, ICU, uh, she, their team actually gets those, you know, those hot cold packs from the pharmacy yes. and they yes. heat up the hot ones and they put them on their, the the shoulders of their staff as they're walking around, almost like a, like a warm hug. All these little techniques and micro-breaking that I talk about in my workshops, they take no extra time. Yes. And similar like music, it doesn't take any extra time. It just allows you to come into the moment, like whether mm. you're in a stressful time or whether you're, you know, perhaps going on the way to or from work. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing that. I mean, I'm right now kind of in the Zen moment, so I, I might be fumbling <laughs> with my words. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, it does, I, I can't help but make this connection that really mindfulness is about engaging our senses. And the more senses we're able to engage, the, you know, the more present we're able to become. And like, you know, you have shared so many exercises that engage so many of these senses, like, you know, from touch to music to to just the the mental component. Uh, I really encourage all the listeners, um, you know, if uh, you have been following this conversation, please do follow these techniques because uh, I'm definitely feeling this uh, moment here right now where I'm just like, you know, just this calmness that's going on. And I'm just like in no rush to do anything right now. <laughs> It's, well, you know, it's funny because the Canadian Pharmacists Association did that survey or that research during yes. the pandemic and they said 92% of healthcare professionals are in at risk of burnout. Yes. And we now know, Ashka, like the problem in, in healthcare and in the work in pharmacy and the workplace in general, we cannot solve this issue of burnout with a bubble bath yes. or a really nice massage or a check at the end of the year. It is not going to solve the problem. We need, you know, systemic, ongoing uh, changes in the workplace. And I can't wave a magic wand and give you more resources or more people or more time. So what we need to do is create a culture that allows people to give their brains that rest. We're, you know, we kind of get it if you said, yes. oh, I need to sit down, I'm physically tired. I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. But to step away from just for even two minutes to say, I need to give my brain a break. You know, I, you could use the term I need, you know, to catch my moment or I need a rest, a brain break. I just need two minutes just to, yes. you know, empty the cup. Um, we have to have a culture that supports that That's so that our people, um, you know, we have a quality of life and humane work environment so that people are more productive. Um, you know, reality is we're, we're not built for a marathon. We're yep. built for a series of sprints, yet we are asked to work as if we're in a marathon. Exactly. Right? Just keep exactly. going, keep pushing, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's not gonna work and eventually that's, and that's why we're facing this issue amongst other reasons. 
um, of burnout. So we need to recognize that and employers need to recognize that and we need to recognize that even within ourselves. Exactly. And I, I so agree with you. And it's also something that, you know, healthcare providers need to be proactive is looking after ourselves. And this is how this is one of the first steps that you would need to take is, you know, taking those moments, being vocal about taking those moments, and then hopefully that will lead to this movement and a culture shift that, you know, will allow us I mean, look at the look at the states like, you know, they have now mandated breaks in community pharmacies. So, you know, it doesn't take too long for that to come over here. But we there just needs to be enough of a working cohesiveness so that all stakeholders are able to achieve that together. Yes, Karen, you, have... you, you raise <laughs> a good point, though, about the like um, in the States, you know, they and in I was in Europe recently and they just shut down for lunch. Yeah. They close. I mean, that is an option. Exactly. I, I don't see it happening anytime soon in our environment. I don't know. So what can you do right now? Yes. That doesn't take any extra time but just requires, you know, a bit of a cultural fifth shift and trust and permission that we trust each other. That, that Ashley, if you say, Karen, I just need to step away for a second. I just need to give my mind a rest. Yes. That I trust that you're going to come back in a couple minutes, a few exactly. minutes, and you'll be a better pharmacist for it exactly. because you've had that moment. Agreed. Agreed. Oh my gosh. And like, you know, I, I really do hope that, you know, all of our listeners who are having are listening to this conversation, they'll implement these um, recommendations that you've provided, because trust me, like I can feel it right now within myself that there's this huge shift that has happened. And I'm just like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm actually a lot more, um, I guess, aware about this conversation than I was uh, a few minutes back before we started these mindfulness activities. It was just because our brain tends to, you know, as you mentioned, sketchpad, like, you know, we're putting on all these ideas. And when you're doing providing patient care, that sketchpad is messy because uh, you have so many things to think about. Karen, mm -hmm. you have sold me on this, um, you know, this concept of micro breaking, incorporating micro breaks into our daily routine doesn't take really that much of a time. Like it's it's really no taking two minutes, um, which we might be doing to scroll the phone anyways to distract ourselves. And right? interestingly enough, if you check your social media, it takes longer to come back on task. I forget the exact number, but it's like 25 minutes and yep. so many seconds to come back on task for your mind. Whereas music can actually bring you into the moment faster or a micro break through a physical or a mental strategy can bring you more productive. So you're, you raise a good point. It doesn't take any extra time. Mm -hmm. And it has a positive benefit. We've seen it with these with you know the research done in the psychology literature through a meta analysis that pooled a lot of work in this area. I, I think it's going to require a cultural shift. We just can't say come in for an eight or twelve or ten hour shift. You get your half an hour lunch and good luck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that. That will. That is not even even if that half an hour break is not really going to sort out that burnout. You know, like or solve that burnout issue because. Healthcare is getting complicated. Like, you know, our patients' needs are getting complex. We need to do more for our patients than we were doing um, before the pandemic. And so that asks are always going to add up. It's like, what can we do for ourselves to make sure that we are presenting our best selves uh, to our team and our patients and everyone else? So if anyone's interested um, to, you know, have you, uh, you know, or the ideas that you have provided, like, you know, to get implement them into with their teams, how can they get started on this? And, you know, any recommendations you have around that? Yeah, I think, first of all, I think team agreement is mm. one of the first important things that as a team, you agree that if I need to step away to clean my coffee cup, I'm coming back and I'm going to actually be more refreshed with that cup now ready to fill up again. So creating a culture 
that we understand that our brains also need rest as mm. well as our bodies. Um, and also then looking at some of the techniques, whether it's the mental, the, the physical, and also the emotional and bringing music in. So making a commitment to say, I am going to add music purposefully in my day in under 10 minutes. I'm going to mm. grab 10 minutes of a music break, whether it's on the way to work, whether it's on the way home from work, whether it's listening to something on my phone as I, you know, step away for a few minutes or the example, like when we were on hold with the drug plan yes. um, and just sort of get back into the moment, create a purpose, write down three or five songs that really either boost your mood or take you from chaos to calm so that you can start to build a purposeful playlist mm. um, that you can, I, I have a link that um, I can share with you that also can take people. It's got some ideas about how to create Absolutely. purposeful playlists and how to, how music can shift your mood. And, and then also um, fostering a culture of understanding and trust that if someone needs, I just need to clear my head for two minutes mm. or I need a brain, you know, rest that we understand why someone's doing that. And because the last thing we need is someone running to the bathroom in tears. Exactly. That's, because they come back even in almost in a worse state versus exactly. having an understanding that this is okay. Exactly. And also, you know, that, that kind of uh, situation also creates more anxiety within the team because now there's this sense of doom and despair because nobody really can address the elephant in the room, but at the same time, everyone is very aware that the elephant's in the room. <laughs> Eggs, you are bang on now. Now everyone's like, "Oh, are they okay? Are they yes. feeling okay?" You know, versus I need to release the pressure valve. You know, exactly. I, I got to step away. I and it may happen in the moment after a bad interaction. It may happen because your cup is completely full and you just I can't take on anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it can be any of those reasons. Uh, and and I think if you make a commitment as a to look at the culture, to work as a team on this, to recognize the needs of the individual for quality of life, uh, their quality of life and have a more humane work environment. Mm. It will lead to a productive individual. It will lead to someone who um, can give more back as they're in their profession, to their patients, to their businesses. Um, it has a win-win overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karen. And I guess as we wrap up this conversation, you know, how can people work with you? Uh, we'll definitely like, you know, share any links um, that, you know, people can use to get in touch with you. Uh, but also, um, if you have any other resources, please let us know. Or if you have offer any services, this would be a great point to add, um, you know, kind of share them with the audience so that they can reach out to you in terms to get your supports. And absolutely. Well, thank you, Ashka. Well, I do um, offer corporate workshops. And like mm -hmm. I said, I've spoken uh, to pharmacy teams, leadership teams, um, family medicine residents. I'm speaking to oncology fellows next week. Um, so I do offer workshops that take people through a lot of these techniques mm. and, and how they can incorporate it. Um, I also, like I said, have a link that I can share with you. It's karenagro.com forward slash music and mood, where there's you can gain tips on how music can help you, how fast it works and creating purposeful playlists. Um, and you can just follow me on social as well because I post a lot of ideas there yes. um so yes it's been I've been doing this for a few years now and I, I find it's a real nice compliment to my clinical work and my pharmaceutical consulting and it just brings a whole different 
energy. It's so funny when I do a corporate workshop and I bring a guitar. All of a sudden, the whole energy, I start playing, the whole energy of the room just totally changes. It's so much fun. So yeah, it, it really relaxes enjoy. everyone, right? It, it relaxes mm-hmm. everyone and it invites that openness and it, it promotes that openness, which makes it easier for people to connect with each other and with you as well. And I, I remember attending, um, you know, your, your session at the CPHA conference last year. Um, and, you know, very shortly after, I know you've been doing this work for a few years, but shortly thereafter, in another session, you know, another pharmacist, I believe she was an owner or some of, uh, or a leader of some sort. And she was, you know, making a reference to the micro breaking concept. And I was just like amazed as, you know, as to how big of an impact you're already having and you're just getting started. So <laughs> well, it was funny because you, because I wasn't in that session, but I think that individual was at a previous workshop of mine. And when right. I heard she was speaking about it at the C- Canadian Pharmacists Association conference, I'm like, in a Q&A session, I'm like, that's good. Yes. It's having an impact. Yeah, that's you great. You definitely are having an impact. And I really hope that, you know, this conversation will will further that impact and, and you know, reach uh, reach the audience, which, you know, we're hoping healthcare providers will take in all these, uh, you know, examples of activities that you have provided and really implement or start implementing them and having these conversations with their teams as well. Because uh, really, we the time is now where we need to, you know, break this burnout cycle. And I cannot think of a better way than micro breaking and introducing music into our, our our way of practice and you know kind of seeing how that helps us you know be better for ourselves our teams our families and our patients and all included karen thank you so much for making this time and having this conversation pleasure as always to have this discussion and learn so much in the process thank you so much uh, my pleasure i'm honored you asked me and i love what you're doing ashka you're uh, a leader in our in our profession and uh Uh, really um, hats off to you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much. That means a lot coming from you because, you know, I know we go a while back uh, and way, way back, but uh, you have been an inspiration. And, and, you know, as I say, you continue to inspire me every day with everything that you do and couldn't have um, asked for a better conversation than this uh, to share with our audience. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ashley. Awesome. And with that, we'll be wrapping up this conversation. Please make sure to check out Karen's um, links below and reach out to her if you have any questions around you know, what we talked about today, micro-breaking, mindfulness, music. Uh, be sure to implement this into your practice because we need this now more than anything else. Um, and reach out to her uh, because she is a resource uh, that you definitely want to tap into and an expert in this area. And you want to make sure that you get her insights on this. With that, we will end this conversation here, but stay tuned for our next episode next week. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe below.